Hey, 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 love and light to each and every one of you guys. Welcome to the Dope Black Chick Podcast, your audio guide to releasing your dopeness. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Dope Black Chick Podcast. Um, Keeping in trend with uh, this month's Financial Literacy Month, we've had some conversations about, you know, taking care of our coins and everything. And so I wanted to continue to bring women to you guys that are conscious about your financial literacy and um, I have a great friend on the phone who is going to share that knowledge with you guys today she is a seriously dope black chick she's a new mommy she is a serial entrepreneur it is uh, Dr. Nicole Garner Scott of Amount Financial And thank you, Nicole, for coming on and being a part of the Dope Black Chick Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, you know, like I said, we are continuing our conversation about, you know, keeping our coins intact on this podcast with it being Financial Literacy Month. Um, Black women in particular, we need to have a serious conversation when it comes to money. We've all heard that the net worth of the average black woman is less than $1,000. And I think for a single black woman, I think it's at a hundred dollars or something like that can you talk about the need for us as black women to have the conversation the serious conversation about our coins so everything that you said is just right in line with with what i'm talking about especially it being financial literacy month um even when you were just talking about financial abuse um, that's something that our mothers and our grandmothers and, and generations before went through and were stuck in in horrible situations just because they could not afford to walk away right. um, or didn't have the knowledge set to figure out how to start over. And so what's good now is that there's this surgence of, of women helping women and uh, women just wanting to know and play a strong role in the finances in their in their uh, communities, in their homes, in their own lives. And so, um, uh, going along with the movement of, of entrepreneurship, which um, I have very much been a part of. I've been in entrepreneurship for over 14 years now. Yes, you have, honey. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Going along with that is also uh, mapping out or putting along with that with that ambition the opportunity to build generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And while we're building these companies and going after dreams and everything else, we also have to keep in mind what are we leaving behind and how are we passing that on to to the next generation, the generation that follows that. So um, just very very key on wanting to make sure that we are. Uh, exposed to and knowledgeable about as much in the in the financial space as possible. A lot of us don't make you know great decisions because we didn't know better. Right. And so there's no need to be embarrassed about that. I know a lot of my clients come to me and they kind of start with um, they're embarrassed, and I'm like, there's no need to be embarrassed because how would you have known prior to? Exactly. Like your 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 parents are giving you the information that their parents gave them. And a lot of that information was skewed to to not even have us be in the best position that we could be. Mm-hmm. So now that we have access to more information, the only embarrassing thing is to is to have the information and not want to move forward. Right. Um, right. But so you don't have to at all be embarrassed about 
you know, decisions that came, especially when they came from out of the survival mode right. for a lot of us. You know, it's not it's not like we were born, many of us were born trust fund babies and we just went out and blew a million dollars. It was some of those decisions were made out of uh, lack of knowledge or out of just survival, trying mm-hmm. to keep a roof over your head or those different things. So just, I'm very passionate about just making sure that that knowledge has more equal playing field and that more people have access to that information so we can make more long-term um, decisions that, that benefit us. So tell us what are some of the reasons that you've heard from clients that aren't keeping track or the reasons that they aren't keeping track of their finances? Um, it's, it's just a mixture all across the board. So it, some people who are dealing with, with their family being in need all the time. And so so when you feel like, you know, before you even had a chance to make your first dollar, somebody that you love needed half of that dollar. That's big um, for black women. That's big for black women because we feel like we got to take care of everybody. Right, exactly. And so, um, you know, some of our clients have just been in that space where they don't have those boundaries, those financial boundaries set up, and, it, and they just kind of get lost in that. You know, just, just culturally, what we feel like is, is owed back to our families and owed to people we love in our lives and finding a good balance with that and then building your future mm-hmm. as well. So um, I would say that. Uh, also, just lack of exposure. So for a, a lot of the educational pieces we put out, we talk about leveraging life insurance and how you could do that to, to do wealth building. Mm. And so uh, that's just not something that everyone automatically knows. And most right. people think of life insurance that you utilize it when you when you pass away, and that's to make sure that your you know family is taken care of then. But right. uh, I like to say that life insurance is for the living. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can use that as part of one of your very strong wealth building tools. Mm-hmm. So um, just just that exposure. Um, also, people being burned. People being burned by the I mean, I know you've heard this a million times. They've been burned by the wrong tax preparer. Mm-hmm. They've been burned by the wrong accountant. Um, you know, just just taking that, you know, wanting to do good, stepping out there, wanting to hire a professional, and then when you do, that person burns you. And, right. You know, now you owe double the taxes mm-hmm. or your books are all wrong or those types of things. So... You know, has happened clients. to me. Has definitely happened to me. That's happened to so many people. Right. And so, you know, educating clients on what do you need to look for in a professional? How do you make sure that you're using somebody very reputable? Mm-hmm. Um, and making sure you know what your stuff should look like. So when someone is working with you, um, you have that level of checks and balances. Even when you're very wealthy. You want to make sure that you have checks and balances with the people working on your finances. Like um, a good friend of mine who uh, is a, a certified financial planner always talks about how everybody on your financial team shouldn't all be in the same office or all in the same firm because you because then you don't have somebody to call alarms to something if something's going wrong. So if you have uh, you know your uh, accountant over here and your um, investment uh, advisor over here or just those different things, if anybody's playing foul ball with your money, then, you know, they have leverage to speak up. Because yeah, checks and balances. Yeah, they're not in the same entity. So mm-hmm. 
just making sure those type of things are in place. Other reasons, too, could uh, just be uh, they feel like they're in a space where they are doing very well for themselves and are very embarrassed about decisions they made, you know, in their youth. And so um, just helping people move past that. And I would probably say lastly is the emotional connection that a lot of people have to their finances. So mm. um, a lot of people make financial decisions based on the, the money story that's playing around in their mind. So if you were a young girl and you were always told, no, you can have this, and no, you can have that, and we don't have enough money for this, and we don't have enough money for that, and you can't get this this Christmas, as soon as you get a good job, you're like, oh, I'm getting this. Right. I'm going to the glass. I'm going to Jamaica. I'm buying a Gucci bag. I'm buying, <laughs> like, you're just, you're going trying to, um, make up for lost time. <laughs> trying to compensate for, for those times where you weren't able to do that. So, um, you know, it's, it's also helping some of our clients just realize that's where they are and realizing that it's time to, not be that little girl or that little boy anymore, but go ahead and be and be that adult um, when it comes to your to your finances. Yeah. And and you posted recently um, on the uh, I believe it was on your amount financial page, Instagram page. But you posted recently about being around how being around a group of people that speak differently about money puts you on the path to um, building generational wealth. So can you talk about that? Because I, I discussed this a bit in a presentation that I usually do when I go speak called the Elevation Board. And I talk about the importance of having different people on your team that surround you if you want to you know level up for success and one of those people needs to be if not more than one you need to have someone who's talking talking money to you talking about wealth building so what types of conversations should we be having and, and can you talk about the importance of having a group of people around yourself and how important it is to surround yourself with people like that definitely well I'll start with um I think it's very important to have mentors and coaches in your life for all different areas. But mm-hmm. I would always say, when you get ready to start getting a coach, the first coach you should get is a money coach. Um, and that is because they can really help you uh, understand your mindset surrounding money, helping you get out of a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset, and really understanding the power of your dollar um, so that you are making some of your other decisions uh, on a good on a good foundation, on a good financial foundation. So that is definitely why I got into money coaching to be able to leave an impact in that way. But then also, just your your immediate circle. Your they always say you're like the uh, five people that you spend the most time around. So if you are in a savings mode, and you know you should be able to have those friends where it's like, hey girl, let's go take this trip. And you're like, well, I'm you know we're saving right now. We're trying to get this house. Etc. And they're applauding you for that. Like that's beautiful, girl. We, you know, we'll be there for you when you have the house warming, etc. You don't want to have people around you that are triggers in your life. Right. That that are saying things that are causing you to go back into um, into a depressive state when it comes to thinking about your money. So mm-hmm. that's very key to have the, that support system. I always call it like your wealth squad. All of you are trying to go to the next level together. 
But then also you need people that can just expose you to different things. So um, there's uh, a, a person that I truly look up to in the financial space. Her name is Jewel Panker, and she's consistently always telling me about um, new investment opportunities, uh, leverages in the marketplace, just, just those different things where it adds to my overall portfolio and wealth-building journey. Mm-hmm. So you want to have those people that are around you, too, that um, can give you that insight. When you look at more wealthy, established families, um, you know, where they have generations upon generations of wealth, as far as, like, their exposure to money-making opportunities is multiple times a day. Right. <laughs> they they're waking up and they're being greeted with information from the family financial planner. Their, um, you know, best friend, their golfing club is telling them about this opportunity over here. Their accountant is saying, hey, you know, you might want to cut this out and right. your profits over here. It's just all mm-hmm. throughout the day is how can you make more money? Exactly. Whereas in our communities, that conversation is just more so taboo. Um, or the conversation is usually about spending money, not about, you know, building it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so you just want to, you want to be conscious of that. And um, I was talking on a uh, on an interview the other day, but even based upon where you live, you have to be very mindful of how things are being marketed to you because debt is always being marketed to mm-hmm. you in a multitude of ways. But if you live in a city like Atlanta, Atlanta has uh, a lot of new money. Given that the retail market is explosive in Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's like you hear, you, you read the news, and it's like all these businesses are closing down, but when you zoom around Atlanta, everything is still thriving. And that's because a ton of money is coming in, but it's going right back out. Mm-hmm. And these businesses are there to grab your money. As soon as you go to the bank, you might as well just, you know, have Linux Mall sitting right outside of the bank. Right. To, <laughs> to go spend that out. So you have to you have to keep in mind, um, you know, your your geographical influences and not be uh, persuaded, per se, because uh, everything is built to get the money back out of your pocket. So, okay, with all of this, what what can a sister do today? Like, what's a step she can take today to ensure herself and her family towards financial freedom? What can she do? Um, first, just look at your finances head on. I always say, you know, have a money minute a day where you just take 60 seconds and you look at your finances. You look at your bank statement. You look at your investment portfolio. You look at what bills are coming up. You look at all of those different things. It doesn't have to be, you know, where you're taking an hour or two hours or anything like that. But a lot of us just aren't even um, knowledgeable Mm -hmm. on a daily basis as to what's going on with our finances. And that's how identity fraud happens. That's how you um, mismanage money where you felt like you, you made this purchase and you completely forgot about it. And now this is coming out your bank and that's coming out your bank and now you're in the negative, you know, just being very comfortable with looking at your finances daily. Right. And then after that, I would say, you know, figuring out what you, what areas are your weaknesses 
and building strength in that? Is that taking classes? Is that um, working with the Mount Financial, our company, <laughs> in regards to, you know, having a money coach? Is that joining a Facebook group? Mm-hmm. Is that um, going to your church and being a part of their financial program? Whatever that, that is, figuring out what your weaknesses are because you're, they're not going to just stress it on their own. Exactly. You have to have a, some education component and some knowledge and accountability to really help move that in that realm. And then three, really understanding that wealth building takes time. And so the, you'll never be you'll never be as healthy as you are today, and you'll never have the capacity to be as rich as you can be as if you started today. Right. So when it comes to compound interest and the power of it and the power of saving and the power of um, really building uh, your legacy, you want to start today, whether you're 22, 42, 62, whatever that is, every day that you let go past further and further is taking you away from the potential of where you can reach in your uh, financial platform. So I would definitely say, you know, just starting as soon as possible on whatever that saving tactic is going to be for you so that you can see I agree with you. I believe like there's no better time to start than today. And you've given some, you know, easy things that you can do. Because I know sometimes people think, oh, well, I don't have the money right now. Or either I don't have enough money to build. I'm afraid it's going to take too long. Or I'll never get to where I should be. Blah, 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 blah. But it's as simple as going to... Um, Like she said, 60 seconds, everybody got 60 seconds. So take 60 seconds and look and just see where you are. And then it's easy to hop on over on social media to Amount Financial's Instagram page or their Facebook page and get this wealth of knowledge. Because even on a live, like some of your lives are, you're giving out this great information. So if you want to take that small step right now, just start, just head over there and just start filling that up on your timeline with information from financial coaches who are going to give you tips that you can you can use to make that first step because if you make the first step it will take you further than you were yesterday i definitely believe that a financial coach is important myself i'm a a life coach so i think any type of coach or therapist is important just so that you have someone on from the outside looking in that can give you that perspective. But, you know, black people feel like we don't really need it. How can a coach really help me? Can you talk about the importance? Because I know you are a coach. And I know that just from the information that I've gotten from Amount Financial or just watching you as an individual work as a business owner, there have been things that I've picked up on how to do and how, you know, how to navigate myself towards wealth building. So I know the importance of a financial coach. I recently got a financial coach. And so I want you to tell people like what a financial coach can actually do for you, what the process is. So they don't feel so intimidated by something that we're not um, familiar with. Sure. So I always say that the problem is that most of us think that we have more time. And and the thing is, time is not necessarily on your side. So whenever you can do or implement or hire or work with someone that can help you cut back on the process of time, I always say that that's worth it. And so instead of kind of 
fumbling around and trying to figure out the, the money strategy yourself, it's always good to work with a coach that can help you just with accountability, that can help you identify some financial services or financial technology that you might need to implement into your life that can really just help guide you through that process and help cut out time of just fumbling around and trying to figure out a lot of things on your own. So uh, a, a financial coach is just very beneficial in that space. And then also, too, like with our company, what we really focus in on is understanding cultural sensitivities and cultural relevance. Mm. So um, myself and um, a lot of uh, the agents on our team, we've been through some form of financial trauma in our own lives. Mm. Like I grew up in, I grew up in a household where we did not talk about money at all. Right. And um, you know, I I have to learn a lot of things the hard way. Um, well even some of the other uh, coaches on our team at some point has had to come to terms with money in a very harsh way. And uh, we take that into account and, and as we all got certified and, you know, did the different things to turn those situations around and be on a positive partnership with our finances, we just made sure that we take that into account with a lot of the people that we're working with. I like to tell this story. One time I went to a, a really large financial uh, conference held by, like, uh, some, you know, someone that we all look up to, read her stuff, et cetera. And a person got up and asked, you know, she was talking about how her mother it was consistently asking her for money and it was impeding upon their relationship to the point where you know she didn't know what to do anymore she was extremely stressed out and the, the financial person's response was well just cut your mother off <laughs> and i was sitting there like uh in my community you don't you can't just cut right off. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i don't know how y'all do it but <laughs> Okay. Listen, your mama just pull up. Like you okay. can try to cut her off. <laughs> <laughs> try to cut your mama off, and then for the next next three years, you're dealing with depression because you think you're going to hell with gasoline draws on. Like for real. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I that that cut off a light bulb. I cut on a light bulb in my head. Like wow, there's a whole gap of cultural sensitivity that's missing here. Yes. Um, even when I read the blogs and, you know, the forums and all those different things, and it's just like, you know, don't spend the dollar at all um, until you reach this goal. And it's like, okay, that advice, you have to take into the cultural nature mm -hmm. of, you know, of um, different communities and what certain things mean and how do you find a beautiful balance in all of that right. instead of just a rigid black and white uh, approach to a lot of those situations. So, so, yes, having a money coach is very important, but then also having a money coach that really gets you and really understands you. The same as, as choosing a therapist. Right. Uh, like, all therapists are, are not equal to your circumstances or to how you process information. Exactly. And so uh, a money coach is, is a financial therapist in, in, in its own form. And so if you need, you know, if you're the type of person that goes to therapy and you need workshop worksheets and, you know, things, what to do, et cetera, then you have to find that type of therapist that fits, you know, how you process information or, you, or it becomes a waste of time. You know, because it's just it wasn't a good fit from the beginning. Right. So, so yeah, just it's it, it's very 
is very key, it's very crucial. And that money coach kind of fills the gap. So when you when it comes to certified financial planners, many many of them can't work with you until you make a, you know a quarter of a million dollars or more or you know, you have at least five hundred thousand in liquid assets all the way up to, you know, five million in liquid assets, depending mm-hmm. upon what level of a financial planner you're working with. So you have this large group of middle America making you know, making really good money, wanting to make better financial decisions and, and choices, but they might not necessarily make the criteria in their liquid assets, and that's where we come in, or that's where, you know, a money coach comes in, and they're able to help you as you are building to that thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always say that when you have millions, then, you know, you if you mess up once or twice, you know, it's not a big deal, but when you're in that um, middle income bracket, every decision has to be your best decision with your money. Like, right. You can't throw away money. You can't, you know, just toss things down the drain and say, it's okay, I'll just pick back up where I came from. You have to make very, very smart decisions early on. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell everybody because I, I need them to, to reach out to you and contact you so they can get started. I really want... Um, our listeners to take at least one step today and just contact, just go to her site, just find more um, uh, out about uh, Dr. Scott and and how they can utilize your services. So tell everybody how, where they can find you, where they can sign up for your services, all of that stuff. So our website is uh, amountfinancial.com and it's great. I have a, a quiz on there where you can just start and just kind of see where you are financially. So that you, you know, whether you decide to use us or you use another coach, you at least kind of know where you are in your financial journey. You can clearly communicate that so that you know exactly what it is that you're wanting. So that's our website on social at Amount Financial, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then my personal is at Dr. Garner Scott on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Awesome, awesome. Well, I thank you so much for joining us and sharing that information with the sisters um, because a dope black chick knows where her money is and knows what she can do with it. So (laughs) we definitely want um, to thank you for being a part of the Dope Black Chick podcast because you are definitely a dope black chick. And so, guys, make sure that you uh, reach out to her and let her know you heard about her on the Dope Black Chick podcast. As always, make sure that you share, you rate, you subscribe, um, and review the show. It is airing on Apple Podcasts. We got uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castropolis.net, which is a black-owned platform, as well as IHearThatGirl.com. Make sure you guys do that. And as always, peace and blessings.